Thanks for tuning in to Talk FX, where we promise to keep the conversation honest and real for our Fragile X community. We are a group of moms of Fragile X children, self-advocates, and full mutation carriers from Washington, Idaho, and Oregon, all on a mission to share our stories and experiences in the hopes of reaching more Fragile X families and creating more awareness of Fragile X syndrome. So with that in mind, let's jump right in to this week's episode of Talk FX. Hi. Hello, Katie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, I am so sorry about the confusion. Oh, with, don't worry. <laughs> with our last uh, date that we had scheduled. No I so bad. <laughs> well, um, you know, it kind of opened the door to us doing it sort of midday, not later. So in that way, it was good, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, it definitely worked out. Um well, thank you so much for coming on. I was realizing this morning that um, out of, you know, our special guest speakers, you have been on with us the most. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, this is your third appearance. <laughs> so, oh, wow. That's, yep, that's a lot. I know the first one was, you know, kind of an introduction to uh, what Fraxa Research Foundation does. And then you came on um, again to talk about World Fragile X Day. So uh, we've just been staying productive. (laughs) There's, yeah, there's so much going on. So yeah, we'll be doing World Day again. That's exciting. It was such a a success. It really was. And I didn't realize how much World Day would wrap into our mission, you know, of accelerating research aimed at treatment. But Mm -hmm. it did because... Um, because so much of the research that we support is either international or just out of the U.S. completely. It's a remarkable amount. And so, you know, World Day put us in touch with more teams outside and more families, more other organizations outside the U.S., yeah, that's so exciting. And I know um, that, you know, when we were talking about World Fragile X Day on uh, the episode that we did together, you were talking about how those were uh, some of the goals coming out of World Fragile X Day. And it's so cool to hear that um, you guys were able to connect with more families, more organizations with the same mission as you guys, as Fraxa. Yes, that's right. That's right. And, um, and obviously, if we all work together toward that mission, that would be really exciting. Yes. Um, well, for those that are listening that don't know uh, Katie Clapp, which would surprise me, <laughs> <laughs> um, since she is so well known in the Fragile X community, um, why don't you just quickly uh, give us an overview of uh, what Fraxa Research Foundation is, what your mission is, um, 
and even just uh, motivated too would would be really great to hear from you. Sure. Well, so so Fraxa Research Foundation is a nonprofit um, organization. We being me and my husband Mike Tranfalia, and our friend Kathy May, another parent of a boy with fragile X. We founded this organization years ago, back in 1994, and the mission has not changed a bit. It's to find uh, specific effective treatments and ultimately a cure for fragile X. And the why is is what you might imagine. It's our, our son, Andy, um, was born in... 1989 and um it took until 92 for him to get diagnosed with fragile x and really right when he got diagnosed um the research exploded and made it possible to think about treatments because they found the gene they discovered the protein that the gene is supposed to make you know, it just kind of covered all this hope. Um, but what it also showed us is that there was there was a very small group of researchers who were working on Fragile X, and they had very little money to do it. And so, you know, we 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 knew we could make a difference at that point. We knew that we could double the world's output of Fragile X research right away. And we did. And um, it's just gone on from there. You know, and um, over the years, why, why do I stay motivated? Well, I will say I didn't expect that it was going to be this hard or this involved. But what's happened is, you know, um, we didn't know at that point what the Fragile X gene's job was. We didn't have mouse models, you know, to work with. Um, one lab did, but they weren't sharing that mouse model. There was just, we didn't know anything. And now, you know, each year we discover something new that gives us incredible hope. And... You know, here we are now with all sorts of clinical trials, um, all sorts of new discoveries. And it's it's just been so darn exciting. You know, you never know. You never know what you're going to hear next. So that that's it. It's um, it's got to be done. It's taken too long. We haven't raised we've raised a lot of money for us. But you know how much money it takes to do medical research. Yeah. We've been a shoestring. So that's, um, it's just been the most amazing thing to do. And we get closer and closer to being able to actually help kids like our son, Andy, and everyone else. So, right. And how old is Andy now? <laughs> Andy's 32. Okay. Um, 
and he's still living at home. He's, um, he's definitely made strides, made improvements, um, partly because of the medications, available medications that are out there that mm -hmm. he can benefit from, partly because of things we've understood along the way through Fraxa, you know, about how um, critical anxiety can be mm -hmm. um, for people with Fragile X, and Andy is one of those, and so how important it is to keep his anxiety as low as possible. So, you know, no loud yelling and screaming in the house. Um, he just can't take it, you know? Why? Well, <laughs> oh. <laughs> a lot of people can't take it. But it or let's just say it doesn't help. It doesn't help him. Um, and, then, and then conversely, you find out what does help him. Mm -hmm. you know, um, what he can do, how to motivate him to communicate, um, how to find activities that work, how to, um, how to do the Fraxa work. He can put stamps on envelopes and he loves to go to the post office and the bank and all that kind of thing in the office. Oh, that's exciting. So, yeah. It's, um, <laughs> You know, he, you know, really on that anxiety standpoint, you know, I, I'm a employment consultant individuals with physical and developmental disabilities. So, um, I am, I work with clients at their job sites and it's, you know, my job to make sure that they're successful and that, you know, they, they can do their tasks well and, and, and independently as possible. And, you know, I have a struggle with anxiety and they're on the autism spectrum, but I don't currently have any clients that are specifically diagnosed with Fragile X. Um, but it would be interesting for time to come along. Um, but, you know, I actually have the, you know, full mutation fragile X, but without any of the well, um, effects, but I do, uh, oh. I, I am affected by it from an impression standpoint. So uh, I do have a hard time maintaining balance in this job because it's a very stressful job. But you that gives me so much hope and so much encouragement is not only, you know, uh, like you were saying, you know, it has taken a while to uh, get to a point of, um, you know, finding a cure for Fragile X. You didn't think it was going to take this long. But, you know, you look at other diseases like cancer and stuff that is not, um, you know, there's no cure for either, but they have amazing... They have amazing uh, medications that have helped so many people live several years. So when you compare cancer and, and, and fragile X, it, it doesn't have, you know, not really comparable in the sense of, uh, uh, like, you know, cancer you can definitely, and, and fragile X, that's just not the case. Um, it's more of an intellectual disease, but with, the, but where they are, um, where they are similar is they neither of them have a cure, but yet nobody is is stopping from finding a cure. 
no that's right. okay. cancer then that is, is a great key. example yeah i mean but but the first thing i'd say is look at the money that goes into cancer oh yes i mean we know we've made huge strides from discovering the cause of fragile x that gene to which happened when we founded fraxa Mm -hmm. to understanding what the gene's function was, um, which we partially funded, to finding treatment targets, ways to reverse what's wrong or treat the um, symptoms of what's wrong, and, and then going forward with other animal models besides mice, and then um, pluripotent stem cells and organoids and all this buildup of knowledge and technology and techniques has happened thanks to working on, you know, people, the donations that people have made that have allowed us to fund teams who have then made these discoveries. And now um, we have multiple clinical trials in progress and more starting up and lots of pharma partners, you yeah. know, because in the end, it's pharma who um, has the money and the know-how to get new drugs on the market. That is so specialized, mm -hmm. you know, and anything, look at cancer, you know, in the research starts at universities often, but it definitely needs pharma to deliver treatments. Yeah. And that's kind of where we're at now is um, talking to all sorts of pharma partners. And um, one sign of progress is I'm starting to get invited to speak at pharma conferences, which is kind of cool because these are the people that have the money and, the, and are looking for what you might call the low hanging fruit you know, and now most of them may be studying cancer, but but that's one crowded field. And yeah. so now they're looking for something like Fragile X to tackle. And um, these pharma conferences are, are where they are. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, is a, is a rare disease. So to come the cure for that would just be absolutely amazing. And... Um, you know, I, I truly admire how um, determined it is. I say that every time I talk with you, that <laughs> I always just am so um, encouraged by how de determined Frack. You know, you said to, um, uh, you were talking about all the different angles of uh, trials. And, um, you know, if, if you were speaking to a, diagnosed family and you were talking about all these different um clinical trials uh how do you think you would uh communicate that to them in a way of saying hey, this is what we're doing um to provide hope for families how would you um how would you access to a newly diagnosed family well when a family is first diagnosed, and I remember this, when you first get your head around what does this mean for my child, 
it's pretty scary. And mm-hmm. the, you know, the question is what will happen later? How much will he or she be able to do um, independently and how happy will she be or he be? And our, our message is we can improve that. And let's get into the details of just how we can improve that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are trials of existing medicines that in combination do much more than either one would alone. And then um, it's, it's synergy. It's a synergy of different drugs. All the research that we've sponsored has, has helped understand which actions we need from medicines. And then now with AI techniques, machine learning um, specialists, there are ways to put all that information together what we've learned about Fragile X and feed it into programs that match that information against drugs that are available and nutritional supplements that are available and most importantly, combinations. Now that ends up being thousands, you know, thousands and thousands of different um, possibilities. So we're now working with four companies that each has its own different approach, its own machine AI technique. And we are giving them the inputs about Fragile X, feeding it through. And so what, what's coming out at the other end is all these combinations. So I would say to new families, there are combinations that are coming out over the next couple of years that are safe drugs that are already on the market. Um, And rather than have people just try everything, we're Mm -hmm. going to be running those through um, mouse models and then clinical trials for the ones that do best for the mice. Mm -hmm. So um, that's your short-term hope in the next couple of years. That's part of it. Another, um, there, there's more hope for the next few years, and that's the new drugs that are being tested by companies based on research that we funded before. Um, and so I would tell them about the Tetra um, drug and also Zynerba's drug, which is in trials now. That's actually CBD patch mm-hmm. um, and others that are in progress now. And depending on the age of the child, um, they may be able to actually participate in those. So, yeah. And then (laughs) in the, well, I know. Yeah, there's, there are a couple more trials coming. They, um, there are a lot of hurdles to go through. Um, Mm -hmm. FDA has to sign off among other things until that happens. We have to, you know, hold our breath and work on the next one. Absolutely. The next one is um, we don't want to forget that Fragile X occurs because a gene shuts down. Right. 
we are funding teams that have managed to turn the gene back on. Now that's in mice or cells, that's not in humans yet. Those efforts are cranking right along. So that's your long-term hope. Right. For actually reversing fragile that is, That's so encouraging. Um, you know, I, I um, hear from so many uh, newly diagnosed families, you know, long-term, mm-hmm. long-term families um, about how, you know, different that they were prescribed just aren't working for their children, whether it's um, in part to depression or, you know, um, anxiety or um, depression uh, to, you know, one of the most common ones that, you know, I hear get talked about that so many families have had a hard time getting the right um, drug for and just, you know, overall uh, supports with is with aggression. And, mm-hmm. you know, not every, not every child affected by Fragile X um, is affected by aggression, but still plenty out there. Um, what are some successes or maybe, you know, um, support in that that you've seen that maybe hasn't like fully taken away that aggression aspect of Fragile X, but it still very much made it more, you know, maybe mild is is the right uh, word for it. Well, it's really, it was really helpful for me to understand that aggression in Fragile X is usually the flip side of anxiety. Mm -hmm. So aggression is lashing out. Um, But what causes that lashing out? It's basically a frustration or an anxiety that's built um, because of some situation, some feeling that on the person's part that they can't make their needs known. They're panicked about something, worried about something, angry about something, and nobody understands. So I realized this is not always the situation, but it it really was for us um, when Andy had his um, years of, of a little bit of aggression, which was around ages like 10, 11, 12, that is completely gone. Um, part of it is is our realization that you know we can never put him in a situation where he's out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm, you know, for us that means I I would not fly with him on a plane. I would not take him into a big box store. Um, now. Other people have taken him into big box stores, but to me, that's too stressful. He might get out of control because he might get overwhelmed by seeing so many choices. Mm-hmm. Airplanes, well, these days, airplanes stress anybody out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even begin to risk taking him somewhere or putting him in a situation where he's going to feel that way. And because he's um, not doing that, 
does limit our lives, but it also makes him feel safe. Mm-hmm. And um, then you don't have the aggression. Right. So that's part of it. Um, another part is meds. There are medications for aggression. Um, they do tend to work really well. I'm not a psychiatrist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although I'm married to one. <laughs> And he would probably point to Abilify as um, something to consider, um, mm-hmm. as a drug to consider. But um, I think that it goes along with the anxiety and frustration. So the other thing is um, creating some kind of ability to communicate. And Andy's pretty good at talking now, but in early days, he needed the sign more because he was always hungry. So he needed an easy way to say, I'm hungry when he couldn't mm-hmm. eat. And for him, that was more. Um, so, so I hope those are helpful tips, but it's be scary. The, uh, the other thing that, that helps is when they, if and when they do get out of control. For us, we've always needed a tag team because if Andy melts down and I'm with him, then he's angry at me and he, he, he stops thinking. And what's really helped um, in the past is get somebody else in there who he knows, likes, whatever, who doesn't address the issue at all that he's upset about, just comes in and says, hey, Andy, want a Coke, a Sprite, a, want to drive in my truck or whatever it is, but I exit, somebody else comes in. Yeah, that's a really good um, perspective, you know, and, and from everything that you were sharing regarding um, that, my question with that is, uh, I think that it's important for families to recognize that it's not always necessarily about, um, you know, some sort of uh, drug to help with each little, you know, thing that, um, you know, our children, our fragile children are affected by, whether it's, you know, that anger or depression you know, though, like you said, there are wonderful drugs available for that. And um, every family is different with what route they decide to go. But, you know, like what you were saying is you just try to eliminate those opportunities uh, for Andy to get, you know, um, up uncomfortable in those specific environments. And, you know, I think that there's something to be said about that, because um, I think that all of our uh, Fragile X families listening uh, just, you know, should consider the fact that sometimes it's better to just sort of uh, evaluate, okay, why, why might he be angry? First, where are we right now? Are we at home? Are we at a store? Or uh, is, you know, he at school, um, he or she, and, uh, you know, what happened leading up to him or her. And, uh, you know, just learning more about uh, the situation first, you know, I think that, um, you know, with my uh, cousin, Nathan, who has full mutation fragile X, um, he 
he never really had um, a huge aggression problem. Mainly he would just kind of maybe uh, hit you if um, he was just really sad at the fact that like you were angry and he could sense that mm. he wouldn't know what to do except for just kind of like cry and sort of hit you not not really hard but just sort of like a a, a slap and um you know I watched my aunt just really uh go through that with him in such a loving and caring way just stopping him and saying you know how are you feeling or why are you upset and he he's verbal so it's not every parent can can do this because I can't imagine for nonverbal uh, children but you know my na- my cousin Nathan didn't start becoming more um closer to like 10 years old I believe um, and so the more verbal he was the easier it was to communicate with him and ask him why he was angry and he could tell you in like you know a few words and mm-hmm. so he now has the opportunities all the time to, um, well, not all the time. There are moments where it's more difficult, but he has those to uh, receive supports in guiding him through self-regulation. And um, he's able to do that so well now, but also, you know, they, they eliminate, uh, try to eliminate uh I know he would get, you know, upset or um, angry, you know, like how you were sharing that Andy doesn't, doesn't like, probably wouldn't like planes or, you know, big stores with lots of people and, you know, trying to um, avoid those environments is not always, you know, preferred. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's hard maybe for some to completely avoid that, but you know, whatever we can do for our children, I think that the um, the least amount of times they're going to find themselves in those angry situations, you know, the, the better, you know, chance they're probably not going to have those situations, kind of like you were and talking about. The better chance they have to learn. Yes. Because I think each of those... <laughs> Each of those times they have a meltdown is is kind of a step back for their um, their development. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned one thing it, when you talked about Nathan is um, his response to somebody being angry at him. Yeah, um, that really resonates for me. So if I'm if Andy does something he's not supposed to do, like. Right now, with all the mud and the fact that he's um, in barns for his work day, um, I I have a rule that he wears boots in the basement and not in the house. Well, Andy's rule is not that. Every day I come down, he's got the boots on. He's in the living room and his boots are on his feet and on the couch. And, you know, but if. <laughs> But when I, if I get angry, it has to be play angry. You know, it has to be like, oh, Andy, not again. And it has to be, um, it has to be just right. Because, because if I get him panicked, and that's easy to do, it's not going to do any good. He's going to stop thinking. 
Mm-hmm. But he kind of work with him. Um, today it happened and he actually smiled as he was taking the boots off. Okay. okay you know, yeah. So, <laughs> so frustrating because, you know, I don't get to be the boss, but, um, and, um, but we'll get there and you, you have to be careful about anger. You have to be careful just to use a little bit, um, right. depending on the child or the individual. Um, and then, you know, and he can take more than he could because he, he knows that I'm, I'm not really angry, but mm-hmm. he also knows he shouldn't be wearing the boots. So, well, if I speak, individuals with, yeah, individuals with Fragile X, um, they, they, they can really, uh, sense, you know, whenever I might be, frustrated in the past sure. or something in front of Nathan, he will constantly ask me, are you okay? Are you okay, Nicole? Because he can sense that I'm not feeling, you know, normal self, whether that's yes. happy or just content, yeah. you know, he can sense. Um, I think that, you know, it causes as, you know, family members or, you know, guardians, we are to the individuals with fragile X that we know um it causes us to remember that that intentionality is important and that awareness is important um i think that you know my cousin is a huge reason why i have even been able to uh excel in the job that i have now working with individuals with physical and developmental disabilities because i have you know that firsthand experience but understanding that not everybody has, you know, it's something that you have and that other families listening have, um, of that, just understanding, you know, um, how to best communicate with our children or, um, you know, other family members that might have fragile X if it's, you know, children, but, um, you know, I, I very much am thankful for how much Nathan has taught me and how much Patience I've developed of his example. Um, and I'm sure you could say so many of the same things about um, Andy. It's just I hear all the time from families how much our children teach this, uh, the other way around. Yeah, well, it's something that develops over time. You oh, have yeah. to. But I do, um, you know. A lot of being able to have the patience is also having the hope that we will have better tools, better treatments yeah. coming along because, you know, it's it's just downright draining otherwise. Yes. So, um, yeah, for Fraxa, we are about to have our kind of our exciting New Year's Eve of the year. Every year, um, February 1st is when new research proposals come in. And it is so exciting. It's just like New Year's Eve. And (laughs) (laughs) so we get to see, you know, 40 or 50 different proposals um, for what people are tackling, what ideas they have, what they've discovered in their preliminary work. And then we get to support the best of those. So that's coming up that, um, 
you know, Andy has a tough day and I think, okay, what are we going to be doing about it? Mm -hmm. So that, that is coming up in just a couple of weeks. It's already almost February. (laughs) February one. Wow. Yeah. So we're hoping Um, that we get lots of new teams. Yeah. That's one of the goals is to grow the field because once we get a team involved with a couple of grants or whatever. Um, they very often stay in the in the field. That's the idea. So then we can launch some new ones. Yeah. Um, what are some things that you're looking forward to with uh, Fraxa just this year? You know, I know you talked about the new research proposals that happen every year, but. Um, you know, and you also said that you're going to be doing World Fragile X Day again. Um, is it going to be the same day or same date again? Yes. So mark your calendar for July 22nd, 2022. That's okay. World Fragile X Day. And um, we've already started. So we had illuminations, um, buildings, monuments, neighborhoods lit up teal for Fragile X last year on July 22nd, five continents participated. So um, this year, of course, we're going to top that. Um, Of course. (laughs) course. (laughs) Everybody who's able to be involved, we would love to have involved. Um, lighting up monuments, um, getting to the media. It, by that time, hopefully we can have in-person celebrations again. Mm-hmm. Um, we're particularly interested in expanding internationally. So um, there are a few countries that we didn't have covered last year that we would like to cover this year. Um, we had almost all states last year, but there were a couple of holdouts. So um, we we definitely are excited about it um, and expect to do more than we did then. Um, it is just amazing. Yeah. As I say, it goes right into the um, research because then new research teams, university and pharma, um, then they know what we're doing and they reach out, they reach out, you know, my, my, my husband is uh, basically talks to somebody most days, you mm-hmm. know, was reach. Uh, and when I say somebody, I mean, pharma or researchers at universities, uh, biotech people, um, a couple of parents who've started companies, you know, for, um, AI-based drug repurposing, really exciting stuff. That is so exciting. Yeah. One of the things that World Day does. And then another thing about World Day is this is a time to celebrate. Absolutely. We are are proud of our kids and what they've accomplished and our adults. And this is a time to celebrate. Maybe we'll trek up to Niagara Falls again, as we did a couple of years ago. It was just wonderful. Oh, yeah. That in Teal. 
I, I actually, um, I'm, I'm in Seattle, Washington, and, um, I believe you guys had a monument lit up in, in Seattle. I'm just blanking on what it was. Uh, Let me check the World Day website. Yes. (laughs) I'm sure it was there. Because I, I remember, um, someone sending me a picture of it and I was like, oh my goodness. And freaked out. It was, it was so cool. Oh, I remember now it was one of the, um, we have, I don't know if you've ever been to Seattle, but we have a plethora of bridges. Bridges. I thought it was a bridge. Yes. It's a little bit ridiculous how many bridges we have. And that's probably why I couldn't remember which one it was. (laughs) The website is called World Fragile X Day. all, All wrapped up into one. World Fragile X Day. Yes. There's a map with um cute little x's for everything oh, yes. they did everywhere yes and i saw that. columbia center was lit um yep i remember there was a bridge and i believe that its default color is um teal so it was kind of funny you know when we went to ask that's what the problem was. So we said, okay, well that, you know, maybe that's a little bit of a under, um, underwhelming experience, but the Columbia center was illuminated. That's right. That's okay. kind of bridge that doesn't light in teal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have to share this. I, I love, um, the statement that you guys came out with regarding uh, World Fragile X Day, because for those of you that might not know this, you, this was your first year ever doing mm-hmm. okay. And so um, what has listed site, um, and like Katie said, you can go to World Fragile X Day, all one word, um, says World Fragile X Day celebrates families impacted by Fragile X and highlights progress of research to find a cure. On World Fragile X Day, we shine a light on Fragile X by illuminating monuments and landmarks around the world. We gather with friends and family to celebrate who shine in the Fragile X. And um, so World Fragile X Day began with Frax's uh, mission to or vision of joining hands with communities around the world to raise fra- Fragile X awareness while accelerating toward treatments and ultimately a cure. So, wow. I mean, <laughs> clearly you guys have uh, well on your way of that because your first world fragile x day was such a success and i mean well. everything that came from it what that you you know already shared a little bit earlier is just so encouraging i think for all of us to hear because you know fragile x is disease and you know every year i know that um there's the advocacy day too i've been a part of fighting to just keep Fragile X on that list of, you know, ones that are funded for research. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I'm super passionate about. And I know that um, that's, that's Frax's mission is just to continue that research. Um, like you said, like Fraxa said, joining hands with communities around the world. I mean, you really can't get 
inclusive than that. <laughs> so true. Which is well, so we cool. we need particular help getting Iceland and Greenland to light up this year. I mentioned five continents. They were missing. Okay. I guess Greenland is a continent. Iceland is not, but Iceland would be wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, We had nothing lit up in Russia um, except, uh, well, Georgia is not Russia, but um, George, I mean, Georgia as in, you know, next to Russia, not the state. (laughs) 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 We, um, we had South Africa, we had a couple of illuminations, but, um, there's a lot more to Africa. So, um, we would love to see, you know, more lit up there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nothing in Mexico or Guatemala. Um, just as we sort of um, wrap up here, just because mm-hmm. our episode's around 45 minutes or so, but um, uh, you guys um, kind of, I guess, choose, you know, where you want to uh, connect. Can- um, other communities with World Fragile X Day, like, do you, I mean, do you sort of do your research as far as where um, other countries are affected by fragile? You just kind of go all out. <laughs> we go all out. The whole idea of World Day is to include everybody. Mm-hmm. So this is really, you know, a, a matter of doing just that. Yeah. So, um, but how do you grow into places where you have no connections? Mm-hmm. You know, that you do it by friends of friends, um, families who know families. Yep. Univers- so we, we will go all out. We will let all of our researchers know. I mean, if you look at our research map, it's actually pretty widespread too. Um, so what did we not do as much of last year? Because we had we have a very small staff, by the way. <laughs> we ran out of time. Um, we didn't, you know, reach all of our research teams and say, hey, you know, will your university light up the tower mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, um, connect us to local families. Um, and we still have a skeleton uh, staff, so we need to build the volunteer teams to help do that. So I would say it's organic, you know, huh. it's roots. That's so that. encouraging because I'm what you what you're doing is is your multi not only getting um, more awareness of fragile X by reaching out to. Um, different organizations that haven't heard of Fragile X that are in different countries or wherever, but you're also, you know, creating relationships, those potential supports of Fraxa and your research and and just everything that you're doing, which is, you know, so, so cool. And um, I just, I thank you enough for being on this podcast for the third which is so exciting. I just really 
appreciate your time, Katie. And you just I really have, enjoy it, Nicole. I really I'm do. I'm so glad. And I yeah. just love having you on. You you're just knowledge. Um I just being up on um, how things are going for you and Andy. And um I was so thrilled, by the way, to find that we shared the same birthday. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that was so awesome. That's a great birthday. <laughs> I better go thank my mom now. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you for doing the podcast and continuing all your work and and helping kids and adults during your day job too. That's, yeah, that's really that. great. Um, well, before I, we kind of end things, I just want to make sure everyone catches the dates. So um, July 22nd, 2022 is World Fragile X Day um, for the second year, which is so really excited to see what an impact um, 2022 makes the Fraxa and um, just, you know, you have your new research proposals coming up and so many exciting things that bring the Fragile X uh, hope and hope that every aspect of hope um, is worth fighting for. And mm-hmm. I just thank you so much, Katie. Um, and you are such uh, encouragement to the X community. So for everything that you shared uh, with us today. And I am looking forward to hopefully having you on again. <laughs> of course, maybe after we get um, the new grants launched, then we'll have something Absolutely. exciting to talk about. Yes, I am looking forward to it. Awesome. Katie, um, and we'll definitely talk soon. You bet. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to Talk FX. We hope you've left this episode feeling encouraged and knowing you're not alone on this journey with Fragile X. It is our mission to provide resources, support, and encouragement to our listeners. Whether you are a mom of Fragile X children, a self-advocate, or a full mutation carrier, this podcast is for you. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Talk Fragile X. You can tune in to the latest episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Thank you.